Oh, it's so weird. Right? Oh I'm just gonna not be able to like look it at you. I'm gonna be looking at. I'm not space. gonna look at you this whole time. Yeah, I'm gonna just... pretend that you're not here. <laughs> cross our vision. Yeah. Hello, 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 and welcome to Sink Floyd, the only podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and joining me in person. What? <laughs> This is James Barron. Hello, it's Hello. me, James Barron. Now, Gareth, I have to warn you at the top of the show, there's a 75% chance that one of the people on this couch is, in fact, infected by the thing. <laughs> 1982 is the thing. I'm infected by love of 1982 is the thing. Oh, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was a very good movie that I had not seen and knew nothing about. Nothing about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, what's your relationship with the thing? And things in general? Um, well, I love things. I, lo- I, no- I like a lot of, I like a lot of things, Gareth, it's true. But, um, yeah, uh, the thing's probably my favourite horror movie. I said it last, last week. I think it's, uh, got really good use of, like, practical effects. Mm. And just, uh, very suspenseful throughout. It's not, like, overly, it's, like, a horrific story that plays out, <laughs> but, like, it's, not not too hard to watch, really, I think. Yeah. Because the effects are so, like, uh, in your face, over the top. It weirdly, like, there's, you aren't stressed watching it, I, think, <laughs> I find. But anyway, that's my take. But yeah, I really love this film. I feel like um, the movie knows how gross that effect is. Because, like, you're supposed to feel a shock as the people seeing their friend turn into, like, a puppet spider... <laughs> Blood flower. Yeah, a nightmare abomination of, of blood and gore, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, it's 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 definitely stressful. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um but yeah, thoroughly enjoyable throughout. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. But how but how was experiencing it for the first time uh with <laughs> with uh 1973's The Dark Side of the Moon Garrett. Oh, I missed out because it's supposed to have such an iconic score. Yeah. And I've missed out on that. That's true. But I, I mean, deprived you of that. I'm so sorry. I don't think the score was one of the greatest al- selling albums of all time. So uh-huh. maybe it was better. There you go. Never know. Did you miss did you miss not having your your score for this film? Uh, that was alright. It's like it, it it is really good. It just sort of adds to the suspense. It's a lot of like strange synths and like ah, cool. yeah so it's sort of similar in tone anyway to the oh, album yeah. it's not too bad but yeah still very sad i think dark, dark side of the mood added a whole like uh melancholy tinge yeah. to the whole feeling <laughs> felt very hopeless yeah throughout. i don't know if i'm getting older and like more sensitive but i feel like horror movies are a sadder affair now like i'm feeling sorry for these people who are getting ripped apart or turned into Again, blood flowers. <laughs> is that the official term? I think it is. Okay. How else would you describe what these I people turn into? I couldn't. I couldn't possibly. It escapes escapes my terminology, my capability yeah. of speaking. It's like, uh, hmm, if you put yourself in a blender mm-hmm. and then melted the blender in a Salvador Dali painting, and then it escaped yeah <laughs> that's what you turn into i like that yeah it feels very much like you have all that you have all the parts of a human being but you put them all back wrong <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you've like you know you've broken all your friends humans and you're like if i quickly glue them back <laughs> he won't notice <laughs> but he's gonna notice <laughs> oh no um, we also, I want to mention, we have a special guest with us. <laughs> I thought she would have, like, laughed at some point and given away her existence and has really been breaking away my Yeah. Mouth. I'm trying to be quiet. Oh. No, you're, you're allowed to speak up. You can chime in. <laughs> Please it's... welcome Maddie Smith back to the show. Hi, yeah. everyone. Oh. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Your relationship with Dark Side of the Moon is getting... A strange introduction, because you're not, like, huge on this album. Well, no, the, my introduction was the introduction with you. So, oh, um, you know, I've been thrown into the deep end. <laughs> Very much so. I was just so. kind of, like, forced into the deep end. And, uh, no, it's been good. This was actually my first time watching one of these things. And it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. 
I'm glad. I'm glad you actually had a good time. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I mean, it was a bit weird seeing it roll off for the third time. Oh, yeah. Mm, but, that um, happens. Sometimes four. Still. <laughs> I, I myself noticed many sinks, but uh, this is not my podcast, and I'll leave it to <gasps> the experts. Whoa. Oh. All right. <laughs> See you later, Maddie. <laughs> Bye. That was the Maddie Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, feel free to chime in, for I sure. Will, um, yes. All right. Shall, shall, with that out of the way, shall we dive in? Yeah, to, to our discussion, Gareth. Yeah, here, here live and in person, uh, in your lovely warm home. Yeah, so <laughs> cozy on this couch. If I wasn't seeing a stomach turn into a mouth, I yeah. probably could have had a wee snooze. Yeah, true. That's how we like to keep it here. <laughs> yeah, nice and comfortable, but also on edge. Yeah, yeah. That's the the barren promise. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, this movie we start out with as we as we always do with speak to me. You know, um. Mm. We see like a UFO crashing coming in and crashing on earth now it's not super clear i guess like um if the the thing itself is flying this ufo <laughs> or if, i i like to think that it's um uh infected on this uh ship of, of actual aliens and ah, like kills them all and yeah. that's why they crash into earth um that's yeah. cool i like that a lot i was picturing once i kind of put the plot together that the dog was driving it <laughs> I love that yeah, too. It's a, a very husky good dog, theory. like pulling a little steering wheel. Yes. Anyway, this happens a um, hundred thousand years in the past. Ah, importantly, <laughs> uh, yeah. Later on, when they uncover this UFO, uh, the amount of ice on top of it dates it to like it's been buried for that long. So, uh, yeah, cool. it's been locked away for ages without being found. So yeah. Do you think the Pink Floyd boys believe much in ancient aliens? Uh, I would hope so. Yeah. I feel like there's one of them that's, like, really into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, like, trying to get Pink Floyd to play an ancient aliens convention, and the other guys are like, oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not really feeling this. Yeah, I believe that, you know, people could have built the pyramids. Yeah, it's maybe more likely. Who's to say? Hmm. Alright, we're going to crash forward. It's uh, We get the title, the um, setting, and etc. Antar- this movie's set entirely in Antarctica. Yeah. Um, 1982. Yeah, and we're getting a lot of like helicopter shots, um, with it with a helicopter in the background coming into land at a base, and there's a dog running around. Mm. This helicopter, the people in the copter are very intent on getting this dog. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to like snipe at it from the helicopter. It's not going well, and we're getting this like picture picturesque helicopter and this dog frolicking mm. to breathe and then once the gun comes out it turns into on the run and yeah it's dark tone. immediately yeah it's like as soon as the album takes a turn it's like oh yeah <laughs> this re- we've misjudged this relationship between helicopter <laughs> yeah. pilot and dog um but yeah it's no no good no poor wee dog yeah uh but yeah uh then we cut to our boy mccready um playing some chess wizard <laughs> almost <laughs> on the run video game yes this yeah it's like all the technology in this movie is like archaic to like even for the time i think yeah like really really old because because we're set in antarctica i guess and they don't have the best kind of stuff there yeah um yeah he loses his game of chess and then pours his drink into the machine <laughs> which is like, it's amazing that if he's going to act that way to Chess Wizard that it's taken him this long to pour it into Chess Wizard. Yeah. But it doesn't bode well for the rest of their trip. No, it's true. If he just hates, like, <laughs> succumbing to technology that way. Yeah. Like, like, if something doesn't work right, he's like, ah, I'll just break it. Which is, I guess, true to his character. Yeah, true. But yeah. It's like, yeah, this is definitely Kurt Russell here. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is what he is like in many movies. <laughs> Still the same guy. So it's all good. Oh, yeah. Um... Anyway, so after that, the that it's circling in on the the base where all these boys are, um, the helicopter is, and it, it comes in and they're like, uh, tr- still trying to shoot at this dog that is like running around the base, and then they, <laughs> the guy like is yelling stuff in Norwegian, and no yeah. one can speak Norwegian, so they have no idea. We can't. There's no subtitles for the Norwegian, so we don't know what they're saying. Um, Chucks a grenade at this dog. <laughs> yeah. It flies out of the guy's hands backwards and blows up the helicopter that they came from. Oh, that's that's a bad attempt at what he's trying to do. <laughs> yes, maybe the worst grenade toss in Yeah, state. that's worse than me putting my friend's humans back together. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, 
and so in the in the crossfire the like the Norwegian is still trying to shoot this dog um poor George gets like shot in the leg yeah and goes down and eventually the um someone else from the base shoots them uh shoots the Norwegian guy because he's making a fuss about mm. this dog what's going on um anyway they shoot him dead uh and then yeah it's like what the what was what was that all about and the dog's just chilling yeah. with the guys. We get a lot of good shots of this dog yeah. um, throughout this opening sequence. They show it maybe too much <laughs> just to make sure, like, there's something up with this dog. Mm. What's, what's with that dog, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, then we've got uh, George. He's getting his leg uh, sewn up, uh, the bullet hole in his leg sewn up by old Wilford Brimley. Yeah. Here. He's uh, our friend, one of the doctors. I think there's two doctors on site. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, two I think people they call with, another guy Doc. Yeah, two people with medical training anyway. Yeah. Um, they're like sewing him up. Uh, yeah, and then there's another guy like rollerblading around the base to music <laughs> yeah. that we can't hear. Very he's good. Great. Well, we're listening to Time at this yeah. point, but he and he's loving it. It's certainly the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, got to pass the time somehow. Someone broke the chess wizard machine, so what are you <laughs> yeah. going to do? Onto the rollerblades. <laughs> Bust out the blades. And once that's broken, the Rubik's Cube, I guess. <laughs> Well, they've got actually quite a bit of stuff. We get like a good look at the um the whole base, and they've mm. got like this rec room has a pool table, and it also has like a table for playing cards and like darts and stuff. It's not like their want for entertainment down yeah. there, but it is just like a bunch of guys hanging out in Antarctica, supposedly doing science. <laughs> we don't see it. Yeah, for for the amount of science that gets done in this movie, there's like not that much to be seen, and then also this base the one thing one problem i have with this is that this base has a lot of dynamite and a lot of <laughs> a lot of shotguns yeah at hand for like a research facility yeah i mean i suppose the dynamite you could blow up the cabins and the ice or something that's true yeah but yeah what were they supposed to be studying how cold can a gun get yeah i think i justify the like flamethrowers that they have again because of like ice if something like freezes over having a flamethrower would be pretty handy to sort that out oh yeah you know yeah for sure but like yeah, some of it's the amount of guns that they have is a little questionable. Yeah, that's that's the one downside to this movie, I think. But yeah, it wasn't even that helpful when they had to deal with all the things. Mm. Yeah, all the things, <laughs> just so many things. Oh, I do need to ask. Okay, okay. I was so proud of this. I came up with this exactly when the credits rolled. Oh, when John Carpenter made this film, do you think he was like, so I made a thing? <laughs> just in the like pitch meeting, he made yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> very good and then when he like presented it at the premiere it's like so here's the thing just a small thing <laughs> all the small things oh, and, oh no. i was doing so well and then i just started deciding to like dad joke it's <laughs> not a blink 182 reference yeah is that there? i think that, that's our second reference to all the small things on this podcast oh well i'll take it mark it on that that very specific graph yeah okay for sync 182 <laughs> oh no the spin-off podcast uh. where we sync everything up with uh all the small things only <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's just episodes of tv shows okay. rather than film movies because that would get too extreme yeah so it's only like i don't know 10 or 20 all the small things is in a row yeah we could do that as like a mini sode that'd be yeah cool. um <laughs> i select like a random friends episode oh love it I'm okay <laughs> sweet uh <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Okay, so this, yeah, the dog's just like chilling around the base. We're seeing like lots of little shots of the dog just wandering around, doing some stuff. Mm. Um, great gig in the sky starts up, and George immediately requests that the music be turned down, <laughs> which is a little strange coming yeah. out of time and going into uh, great gig is like, well, it sort of has been turned down, <laughs> mate. We haven't even had the vocal start up, which yeah. is the loud bit. Um, but yeah, pretty silly. Uh, we see the the dog wander into somebody's room. They're like mm. silhouetted against the wall. Um, it's not clear who this is. It could be like any number of people on the base that have that same kind of like hairstyle. I yeah. Um, I think like people have like put the work in and like figured out who it is. But like I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. But I think it's like narrows it down to about like three or four different people still on the base. Oh, hang on. The issue with live recording is that someone is calling. <laughs> my house that's all right someone will get it upstairs hopefully yeah we're good okay, okay. continuing <laughs> on 
Ooh, I think we might keep that. <laughs> yeah, keep that in. All right. We'll see. Um, yeah. Also, I think we've, especially from Free Deva Dumb, we're used to silhouettes kind of being a bit of a ooh, sexy thing. <laughs> and this romantic ass music and this dog just walking into someone's room. Oh, yeah. What is this dog's se- end game? God. What are they up to? <laughs> oh. Nothing good. No. Um, yeah, so we all, uh, yeah, so the, the guys decide that they'll go and check out the, um, uh, Norwegian base to figure out what the hell's going on. Why did this, why did they come over? They haven't, like, talked to them. They've had contact with them, but they haven't been, like, interacted with them before. Yeah. Really. Um, anyway, they go down and check it out, and the whole, the whole base is, like, burnt to shit and, like, completely destroyed. They're like, this is our first warning sign that something's up here. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, all the, like, all, there's heaps of windows smashed, um, there's, like, a bunch of stuff that's been clearly burned. They go inside, and there's a guy who's, like, everything's been frozen over, and then there's a guy who's, like, slit his own wrists and throat, yeah. which is pretty rough going at the start of the movie. And we see that, like, yeah, terrible neck injury, exactly, mm. when we hear a little cash register noise for money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ugh, not suitable. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. There's <laughs> wow. a, a clear anti-sync there. Um, yeah, they're like they're scrounging up some like notes and some video recordings from the Norwegians to try and figure out what's going on. It's all all the info's in Norwegian, so they don't know. Yeah, they can't read any of it. Um, uh, and then they discover this like big block of ice that something's been like excavated. Yeah. From. They're like it's just down in one room. This room is like beautifully dressed as well. Like every, it's like everything is pulling away from the the big block of ice Ooh. in the center of the room. It's just like all debris and stuff pushed up against the walls, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So they like they look at that and they're like, "What the what the hell? Something they found something." And they're like, "Maybe it was some fossils <laughs> that they found." <laughs> But no, um, we head back outside, going back to the helicopter, and there's, like, a a body-ish that's been burned alive. Some sort of, yeah, Uh, Rubik's Cubed person. Yeah, we don't really get a good look at it here, but something's been burned, and they bring it back to the base. In my notes, I've written, none of this fits with money. There's nothing... (laughs) No. There's nothing money about this. Yeah. Um, But hey. I wrote, yeah, I wrote, not suitable music. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there we go. Conclusive. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. So they head on back and, uh, the dog is watching from the window. It's like standing on a wee desk, like looking uh, out, yeah. like very undog like yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, they take this body back into, into the base and uncover it. And we can see it's like completely contorted and messed up. There's like two faces conjoined together. Yeah. It's no good. Um, you would think this would be a warning sign for these guys. Yeah, they've had two warning signs now. Yeah. Um, it's already been established, but they can't, uh, contact anyone because there's a big storm mm. rolling in in Antarctica, and it's 1982, and I guess <laughs> there isn't that much good communication at yeah. this time. Uh, but yeah, it's an important horror movie plot point, they can't just call someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a really good thing about it being set in Antarctica. It's, like, quite easy to, like, lock it off. That's The stakes are high for the entire world, but, like, because it's in Antarctica, it's you can tell a smaller-scale story. Yeah. Than, like, a big outbreak kind of thing. It's interesting because now, like, they've had to do what a lot of horror movies would do, have to do now, where they have to establish why they can't contact people and why they're already separated. Yeah, exactly. And they, it makes it a lot easier, like, to, to put, tell the story. Yeah. So, yeah. Alright, um, what's next? We've got... Uh, they're watching some, like, old tapes on TV. Yeah. I guess because I guess they don't have that much good entertainment, so they're just watching, like, VHSs. Of, like, game shows? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yikes. That would be good. It wouldn't be that good. You'd want some films. You'd want a copy yeah. of the thing to watch. Yeah. Maybe not if you were in Antarctica. That would have Yeah. you want some, like... What film would you want if you were trapped in an Antarctic base and you could bring, like, one VHS to oh, watch? one VHS to watch. It'd probably be a, I'd want a long one. I'd want something I can keep, like, staring at different frames of. So something with a lot going on. It might have to be Speed Racer. Because <laughs> everything in Speed Racer is in focus and insane. Wow, yeah. But then I would have returned the most annoying person in the world because I would have learned from Spritel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, what about you? It's a dark vision of the future. 
Um, I want to pitch it to Maddie and see what she would have. Well, That's another Maddie minute. Oh, play the jingle. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, sing your jingle. You don't have to sing your jingle. No, I'm going to pass it over to you. You're the one who thought of it. Well, I just answered it. <laughs> yeah, no. Ingenious. The double reverse. <laughs> What would I take with me for an Antarctic bag? Yeah, like if, which yes. which movie would you bring? If you could only bring oh, one movie, something warm. I don't know. Ask, can you ask me at the end of the podcast? Sure. Yeah, we'll come back to you for I that. I have a hard for, thing for, for the a next future. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> for a future Maddie minute, okay, good. we'll return to you. I'll come back. I think I'd bring. Um, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, like, if I could have them all, I would. I feel like that's a cheat, though. Probably just Two Towers, which seems oh, yeah. like a weird choice. <laughs> it is It is the middle one, but it's also the best one, if you ask me. Okay. So, yeah. It's got Helm's Deep. Yeah. Deep. Great. <laughs> love, love a bit of Helm's Deep. Yeah. Always good. Um, all right. With that, with that resolved for now, we'll return to that at the end. Would Two Towers have come out on VHS? Oh, not at the time. Yeah. No, no way. No, totally you... in 2002 or whatever. Oh, maybe, actually. My family yeah. was still rocking the VHS. Yeah. I would have been, like, at the tail end of the generation. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it probably did. Like, Fellowship would have. Yeah. But um, maybe not all of them. That would be weird. I feel like a DVD wasn't popular until, like, 2005. I can mm. tell you what the first ever DVD I owned was. Yes, all right, was. lay it on us. The, the Emperor's New Group. Oh, and I good watched that film. probably ten times in a row on DVD. Yeah, that's great. Before I had to figure out the zone settings, so your first <laughs> DVDs first came out. Oh, uh, that man. was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't play them in like certain regions and stuff, no. or like. Yeah, no fun. <laughs> Sorry, this is no, no, that's good. No, that's that's all I think that DVD should be your pick. Memories. I think I think you should pick Empress Even Deeper. though it was my first DVD, I yeah. would still go with VHS. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Stands the test of time. Oh, yeah. it's such a good film. Boom, yeah. baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. We've got to get back. Okay. Um... <laughs> yeah, so they're watching the old game show tapes. Uh, the dog, he like... They, they realize, like, this dog's just been wandering around the, yeah. this base. This strange dog. And so they get the, like, kennel master guy mm. to, like, put take the dog to the kennels and put them put him away. Yeah. And the dog obliges, goes with him, but, like, sits down really weirdly in the middle of all these dogs. Yeah. Very slowly. <laughs> it just sort of sits down like, oh, yes, like the other dogs. <laughs> Hello, fellow dogs. A little bit too deliberate. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, a little sinister. The, the other dogs don't really seem to, like, mind at the moment, but um, after the kennel guy, like, goes, the kennel master is what I'm going to call him. Oh, yes. Um, After he goes away, uh, the dogs start freaking out. Something's up with this dog, and we immediately see <laughs> what's going on. It transforms into like a pretty yeah. horrific monster. Um, I, do you want me to describe it or not? <laughs> yes, but try to use the lovely drop it just to make it less creepy. Okay. You can use some really lovely uh, adjectives like that don't actually describe it. Uh, so like, use all the nouns you need to, but all the adjectives have to be lovely. <laughs> Oh man, okay. Um, it uh, <laughs> luxuriously, <laughs> its face splits into four different bits, <laughs> and its uh, skull uh, it it falls uh, lightly to the ground, uh, <laughs> light as a feather, um, and then like a bunch of um, tentacles spring forth uh, joyously <laughs> from the back of this dog. Um, and yeah, it's the other dogs are freaking out. It um, start it sprays like a jet of yeah. stuff at at a at a at a dog like a super soaker, <laughs> a kid spraying a super soaker. Is that good? That's yeah. Good. Okay. Good. Um, cool. Yeah, it's that's as far as I'm gonna go. Uh, <laughs> I feel as if it's, uh, that first dog opening was a bit of a homage to Little Forest. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> Yeah, very much so. I'm not sure which came out first, but... I think Little Shop came out first, probably. Technically, the it... 1950s Little Shop would have. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like the musical before mm, that, right? Yeah. So, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like very monster movie kind of stuff, so it would be cool. It, it would be cool if that's an intentional homage. Yeah, I like I that. So. I like that theory, yeah. Um, um, us and them is... Us and them is playing, and it's like, <laughs> this is, you know, the first clue that this dog might be them. 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's not an us, which is the rest of the dogs. <laughs> yeah, and and the them is yeah, not not looking good. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the kennel owner he like he he hears that this stuff is going going down, runs back, sees this monstrosity. Yeah, um, and is like he like opens the door and frees the dogs. The dogs are like, get me out of here! Yeah. They like immediately run out. That they're like trying to gnaw their way through the fence before yeah. they can get and out. successfully. Yeah, these dogs are killing it. They're doing great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they run away. Thankfully, some some of them don't make it. Very sadly. Um, and uh, yeah, other other people show up and they fill this monster full of lead. <laughs> like immediately, they're like, "What the hell is that?" Um, it like leaps up into the ceiling. Mm. Which is no good. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, um, uh, Childs comes out and, with a flamethrower and tortures the hell out of it to, yeah. to destroy it, which is good. That seems to be the surefire method of getting rid of these things. Literally the surefire method. Yeah, exactly. Bit of, bit of the flamethrower. <laughs> Very good. Uh, we also have the man with the gun sung by Pink Floyd when the man when the guns aren't working. Yeah, this is like, other than the... Um, the first gun with the helicopter. This is the first like introduction of the base using guns. With yeah, this yeah, that aligns pretty well. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so after this uh, ordeal, um, <laughs> Wilford Brimley like is doing an o- autopsy on this dog thing. He seems to be like way too into this. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh wow, this is crazy, and like pulling like bits of the horrible puppets out of this. Yeah. No good. Um. Yeah, and then he he's. Does he like does his examination and then he concludes that this thing is uh, this is a thing that imi- here's the thing guys it imitates <laughs> um, other life forms perfectly to blend in mm. and then it like assimilates them in order to spawn new things like it takes them in and then they are also things okay so like it grabs pulls it in brings it back out as the thing yeah exactly gotcha yeah. it changes all the cells in its body like ah. it's got to make like physical contact to do so but yeah it changes them into a thing as well yeah um, and that's how it like spreads um yeah <laughs> so that he like gets all that from an autopsy which is pretty amazing yeah he's good at science eh? yeah i mean he's, he's watched some sci-fi <laughs> yeah. he knows what's up <laughs> well he's got his weird like atari uh science thing <laughs> Yeah. He's <laughs> doing most of it. It's playing asteroids to explain cells to him. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. There's the great technology coming yeah. up in a bit. Um, but yeah, before that, we've got to, uh, the Norwegians, uh, we're looking at their, their old tapes and stuff mm. with them, like, going out and excavating something. And they've found something, like, like obviously, like, way bigger than the little coffin thing that they found at the base. And so they're like, oh, weird. Um, they... One of the guys, like, triangulates where that is on a map by looking at, like, the surrounding terrain, I guess. Like, yeah. if he's up there in Antarctica, I guess he knows it pretty well. Um, but, yeah, he, like, figures out where to go. And so McCready and a couple of other guys go out to check out what they found. Um, and they get there, and it's a huge spaceship. Yeah. It's massive. This Big old classic UFO flying disc. Yeah, this is, like... The thing from the the intro, the the one that crashed into the earth. Yeah. Um, yeah. They also find where the the little block of ice was excavated, separate to the spaceship, notably. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, it's kind of crazy that they even do this. Like after the whole dog fiasco yeah. the previous night, I guess they want to like figure out what the fuck's going on, how all this happened. But it's pretty wild that they're going out here and then they go down to like the top of the ship and check that out as well yeah you wouldn't catch me doing that i'm not i'm not about to descend down into a spaceship pit especially knowing that whatever this related to this is able to touch you and make you into it right yeah this like, whole ship could be contaminated in some way yeah if it was a one-off thing maybe i'd be likely to go a bit closer but yeah, if it's got thing germs all over it. Yeah, we we don't know that the the thing can't transform into like inorganic inorganic <laughs> material. It could be like one massive thing down there. That would be bad. Oh, that should be the thing too. Is like a cup morphs out into a thing, and then you're like, oh no, it could be any furniture. Yeah, man. There's actually a really good um video game like that. It's called um Prey. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. One of the monsters in that is like a mimic that can just be any like thing yeah. in the room. It's just like a thing, that, a little thing that can attack you. But um, yeah, yeah. It's so 
there can be like a cup or like a pencil or anything like anything in this game um and then like it the story of the game is that like aliens broke out on a ship very similar to the thing and they found out like all the crew are dead and like they found like there you find rooms where like people have put like post-it notes on it like everything in the room being like this isn't a mimic this isn't a mimic like it's really really cool (laughs) yeah you know, there's another video game where a ghost can possess a washing machine, and that's called Pokemon Diamond. What? <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, you should check out this Pokemon franchise, oh, James. Man, I think I you'll like it. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I've heard it in a long-forgotten dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so they've checked out checked out the ship. Um, and then we're into Eclipse now. Uh, as we're talking about like some government conspiracies and stuff, yeah. like aliens, man, it's real though. They've been on Earth for ages. There's our one friend who believes in all the ancient aliens is like chiming in. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. But he says they own like half of South America or something crazy oh. like that, which is all right. Let's pull it out. Why not? Okay, man. Yeah. All right. He's talking about like the Mayans and stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Classic. Classic pre actual twenty twelve. Yeah, maybe in this in this uh, world he's right because yeah. like, aliens are real. I guess so. There you go. Um, yeah, our first playthrough of the album it wraps up over uh, some some the premium computer graphics that you <laughs> described earlier. The little asteroids game. Yeah, it's so weird. I think yeah, Wilford Brimley like spent a long time while the guys were exploring the spaceship. He was making this on his computer yeah. for like hours. <laughs> Um, yeah, it sort of like runs through again how this thing assimilates other cells and then transforms them. Yeah. Um, and then his computer has a little readout that says, this is completely silent when this is happening, that says the probability that one of the crew is infected is 75% and that it'll take, uh, if, if it gets out of Antarctica, it'll take 27,000 hours for the entire world to be assimilated. That's messed up. Which is not long. No. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's like about a, just over a month, I think. Yeah, 27. Oh, wouldn't it be like a thousand days? A thousand, okay, 1,000 days. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take it. So like three, four years. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's that's still like, still a while. Yeah, <laughs> but still not Still too enough. quick. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, it's not Because once good. a certain percentage of people are things, you kind of... Yeah, yeah. society is not really going to work. Yeah, it's not 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 looking good yeah. for society at that point. Um, yeah, so it's stressing out Wilford Brimley. He's like he has like a wee whiskey yeah. to himself. Fair enough. Um, uh, so the lads decide that they're going to move the like corpses of these monsters into a room where they can't get out. And yeah. So they like lock it in a room. Um, it's a bit of like. Uh, people are going into different rooms talking with each other, like, because now they're all suspecting each other of being things. Yeah. And so uh, they're worried about people acting weirdly and, like, hiding in their rooms alone and things like that. They're all being quite suspicious. Um, and, yeah, like, McCready gets pulled aside and, like, gets read an account of, like, the, the what's happened at the Norwegian base has been, like, translated. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's some horrific stuff, <laughs> yeah. basically. About, like, people, uh, like, everyone dying. <laughs> yeah, no good. Um, yeah. No wonder McCready's in a bad mood. Yeah, so... The, the movie. Uh, Windows, our, like, radio person, like, contact person, he's yeah. hanging out with, um, with George in this room. They're the ones transporting the bodies. And then, like, he gets, like, distracted or something. He has to run... Uh, yeah. they Like, he comes back after moving something. Yeah. And sees that George is being assimilated by the monster yeah. in the corner. And he's like, oh, shit. And so they all run back. But, um, yeah, like, he goes and grabs uh, McCready and the other guy from the chopper where they're having the conversation. And but they, when they get back, he's already gone. George has already burst out the window. Uh... <laughs> on the run starts playing <laughs> and um yeah he's like standing there we don't get to hear this like horrific scream from mm. george as he's standing there with like crazy hands yeah um like really long fingers uh yeah he lets out this horrible scream um and then yeah they just roast him with the flamethrower yeah. <laughs> uh yeah pretty stressful yeah them running around on the ice is very works well with on the run oh yeah in a very similar way to fast and furious hmm 
Which did make me wonder, like, who's going to be more surprised as if the thing sees Vin and the boys driving the cars and escaping like a cruise ship that's crashing through the ice, or if Vin and the boys turn their car and see the thing. <laughs> oh my god. The crossover that nobody wants yeah. but except for us. Oh, thing Diesel. <laughs> oh no. Uh, one of the one of the like family gets assimilated. Oh no! Truly, truly sad. Oh, I don't think they they could come back from that one. No, that family that family's been through a lot, but yeah, not not that. not thing assimilation no. <laughs> that we know of. Oh, they tuned to a thing in the Furious. Mm, maybe <laughs> the Fast and Furious thing. That's good. We'll we'll take it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yes. Uh, what happens now? We've got... Uh, yeah, so that... So, George is now dead. Um, McCready's very sensible here and decides that he wants to burn the other bodies too. Yeah. They were keeping them because they were like, oh, it's like a scientific marvel. Like, we're, we're scientists. We're all scientists here. Yeah? <laughs> Let's get rich from the science yeah. thing that we found. But, um, yeah, no. Not if it's going to start taking people over and killing them. So, yeah. McCready's like, yeah, let's take the bodies out and burn them. So they do that. Which is a very sensible horror movie thing. Yeah, do. very rare sensible. Yeah, the, the thing I like most about the thing... <laughs> the thing, Gareth, is that... Um, uh, yeah, everyone is does the right thing. There's no yelling <laughs> at the screen. Yeah. Uh, being like, oh, you should have done this, you should have done this. Everyone is being very smart about it. Mm. They make the right calls pretty much all the time. It's just that they're sort of uh, set up to fail. Yeah. In a way, right? And it's even when already... they disagree, people are doing different versions of the right thing. Exactly, yeah. There's, like, usually only good ideas, but, like, yeah. They, yeah, they're just all at odds with each other, and they can't trust each other, and yeah. that's what brings them down, you know? Mm. No. Yeah, I don't know if there's a lesson, to be honest, <laughs> but, like, it's just sometimes it sucks, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's the lesson. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it sucks. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I think that uh, McCready does the right thing here. Um yeah, so we pan up from the fire as, as on the run ends here. Um, and then all the clocks are going off and they can't find uh, one of the crew, Blair, who is the um, yeah. our Wilfred Brimley guy, I think. Um, they're all going to meet up in the in the rec room. Um, and Blair's acting like suspicious and like running out on his own and they like don't know what's going on. And so McCready goes out and he checks the helicopter, which has been sabotaged. It's yeah. been destroyed. Uh, by somebody and we're like what the hell that's weird um and then we go back and we get caught back inside because uh wolf brimley's going nuts he's mm. he can't cope with the idea that uh one of them is infected and so he's destroying basically any way out that the thing could take um yeah because because it's now potentially a human it could fly a helicopter and then get to the mainland and start wreaking havoc you know yeah and so that's why he's destroyed the helicopter and he starts destroying the communication equipment as well in case like they call like help and then get out that way yeah um yeah it's he's again like making the right call but like he's panicking and like is (laughs) destroying stuff with an axe yeah which is also bad yeah um and yeah, Paul Windows is like in the same room as him, like crouched in the corner, clearly been like beaten the head or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Why is he called Windows? Has that been explained? I think it's just because he's like a nerd and he has glasses. <laughs> I guess oh, it's no. like one of those old school, uh, like, uh, Revenge of the Nerds as nicknames. Like yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody Windows. Uh, or he... maybe because he's like the computer guy. Oh, yeah. That would have Windows by then, right? Yeah. I assume so. Okay. Sure. Yeah. We'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And there's also a character called Mac, because McCready, and they yep. are at odds. Oh, it's all it's all led up to the old Mac versus Windows advert. Yeah. <laughs> one of them is the thing in that ad, Whoa. and you have to tell us which one. Oh, it's totally Justin Long, not, um, <laughs> not John Hodgman. Justin Long, secretly the thing? I think so. More news at 11. I've seen him in person, so am I the thing? Uh-oh. Did you shake his hand? No. <laughs> Oh, oh, stressful times. Okay, um, I, I mean, I said that, like, 75% chance that one of us on the couch is the thing. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's looking more, I'm trusting mm. you less and less as the mm. podcast goes. And ever since your cat hopped off the couch, the percentages got higher, I That's guess? true. It could well be me, because I've been in contact with an animal. Oh, no. <laughs> like, maybe she's the dog of, of this, <laughs> of this oh, situation. God. 
you know, patient zero. Mm. And we are recording this in Antarctica. Yeah, as always. It's yeah. getting colder as we speak because I <laughs> had to turn the heat pump off to record. Um, yeah, anyway, the doctor, yeah, he's, again, making the right call, but, like, freaking out. And he's sort of explaining his point of view as he's doing this. He's like, uh, they the, the thing wanted to become a human because they're more resilient. They can, like, make their way through the cold and stuff yeah. where a dog couldn't, you know? Um, so it's... He knows it's, like, intelligent as well, and he's freaking out. Um, they manage to take him down through use of, like, he runs out of uh, bullets in his gun and then, like, throws his gun at the wall, <laughs> yeah. which is in frustration, which is hilarious. Um, but, yeah, they subdue him by, like, using a table as a shield and, like, mm. battering him against the wall. Oof. Um, yeah, and then they, like, lock him away in a little shack outside so that he can't do any more harm <laughs> um because and also because they can't trust him to like break more stuff you know mm. um yeah and it could also be the thing who knows he could be doing it like for thing reasons yeah yeah we don't know that thing could be one step ahead yeah you never know you never know uh they take a wee blood sample from him as well yeah. uh and he like offers a warning to mccready being like watch clark like what he doesn't trust one of them. I, yeah. Clark, I think, is the um, kennel guy. Yeah, Clark is. Yeah, the kennel master. The kennel master. Um, Ken Al Master. Is, <laughs> that's is his full name yeah. and title. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the plan is that they're going to do like a blood test to figure out who is human. Like in theory, that'll work. They'll yeah. be able to like determine. Uh, based on like cell structure and stuff who is human and so yeah they have... they're gonna mix it with uh blood they know is clean yeah to see if it tries to assimilate that blood yeah um and they also have their own like blood samples on hand because mm. they're in the middle of nowhere so just in case there's an accident that happens they've got like little blood bags stored away and always safe yeah um but unfortunately that's also been sabotaged <sighs> And the only people that have the key, are the one one person has access to it, and the other person has the key. Yeah. And so it could be either of them that's the thing. Yeah. Um, and neither of them are fessing up. No. Because um, they don't, yeah. It's, Things don't fess. No, yeah. They aren't snitches. Things ain't snitches. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're like, ah, oh, shit. So they have to tie them up and put them in a room and yeah. watch them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's getting worse and worse, this situation. No one can trust anyone anymore. Um, and yeah, someone's out there sabotaging stuff. Mm. Uh, yes. Uh, there's like a big argument that happens, um, but eventually they call off. And then, uh, yeah, so the, the one of the guys that has the key is the chief of the place. And so he like relinquishes control. Yeah. Um, uh, he's... He's like, I'm no longer the leader. And he, like, off- like offers it to somebody who isn't up for it. And then Charles is like, I'll take it. And then McCready's like, we need someone more chill. Yeah, he actually, like, really zings him. He's like, we need someone more stable. Yeah, and so he just takes it himself. He means him when he <laughs> yeah. says that. Which, I don't know. I don't know if, know if yeah. he's the best choice. McCready's plans involve a lot of blowing stuff up. Yeah. So Even his most sane, sensible thing is still, like, we're going to use fire. Yeah. <laughs> He solves a lot of his problems with fire. Yeah. So. Which didn't work from, um, you know, in the mainland, but it's working quite well yeah. in Antarctica. As a, as a, like, thing to live by, usually doesn't work. But no. in this situation, perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, ideal for this one situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they, like, lock these guys down, um, and then McCready offers, like, a big speech about, like, what they're going to do, uh, to great gig he's like we're gonna flush it out like it's one of you it, it's standing among you right now and like uh they're gonna they're gonna get rid of it and make sure it doesn't get to the mainland is like, yeah the, the mission here um and then we go into money as they're taking like blood from people to test yeah and mccready records a little like audio log on a little dictaphone yeah very twin peaks i love it mm. um yeah, just like setting a record. I guess this if they ever if they do uh, use this in the thing too, that's a, a good thing for it. You know, I keep saying thing. It's that's impossible. Oh my to. god, it's such a common word. And oh. uh, maybe that's why because it's such a common word. They like, you know, it sneaks into your vocabulary mm. and it's so unnoticed. Much like the thing itself. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. At, at the end of this. <laughs> Was that smart? No, I had what? It. Well, no, I, 
Go, keep going. <laughs> um, McCready's little note at the end of this is that uh, the thing rips through clothes when it takes people over. Is something yeah. that he figures out. Um, and yeah, nobody... He says, nobody trusts anybody, and we're all very tired. Oh, Which is aren't we all his, on this little, his little sign-off. Yeah, it sums up 2020. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, the test planning is going well. He checks in with somebody about it, but then the power ge- goes out. Somebody's flicked the power off. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, shit. Uh, a guy called Fuchs runs outside and, like, finds McCready's jacket that's mm. been ripped. Which is just after McCready has said that ripped clothing is a sign of the thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tensions are high. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, they don't know who's done it. Uh, anyone, uh, it could have been any one of the guys who's, like, tied up, uh, mm. who sabotaged the blood. Because can't, it can't be any of them because they were all there and they had people watching them. So, like, who was it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so they go... Uh, consult the doctor in the shack, the, our friend uh, Blair, or Wilfred Brimley. He's, he's <laughs> made a wee noose. Yeah, that was worrying. <laughs> which is stressful in case things go bad. Just in case. Yeah, just in case. Um, hanging it up from the ceiling there. And, but he says he's all good. Yeah. He, and he'd like to come inside now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a thing that someone standing next to a noose would say. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they aren't going to take that chance and no. leave him in there. Um, t- turns out this is like a ruse. Like, uh, at this point, I think Wilford Brimley has been infected by the thing. Yeah. Um, and this is him, like, playing dumb while he builds a wee spaceship. Yeah, he's, like, double bluffing them really well. It's crazy, yeah. It shows how, like, super intelligent this monster is, yeah. which is sweet. Um, yeah, they find um, Fuchs, the guy that they couldn't find before. They found his body in the snow, is which has been burned and his glasses are there uh they don't know like if he burned himself or if the thing burned him yeah it's <laughs> all up in the air uh not looking good uh so they get the what happens next oh yeah so mccready's little shack his little zone that he hangs out in suddenly has the lights on as well when, and so they have to go and investigate that. Yeah. So, yeah, the two guys, McCready and another guy, come up and investigate that. Um, uh, but, and they're nailing all the doors shut in the base. But uh, the guy who was with McCready runs back with it because he discovers the ripped jacket. Mm. And he's like, oh, God, McCready, I cut him loose. And so he's stuck oh, out there yeah, in yeah. the snow, in the snowstorm, um, because he doesn't trust him. And he found the ripped clothing, you know? So he's a suspect now, but they aren't sure that he's the thing. So they're either condemning an innocent man to a death in the snow, or they're inviting the thing back into the base, you know? And so it's a really tough call. Yeah. Um, A lot of them are like, a lot of opinions flying around. Um, But yeah, they don't know what to do. Uh, So yeah, they bust into like where McCready's hiding in the shack, and McCready's holding a flamethrower and the dynamite and threatens to blow everybody up yeah if they don't listen to him which would kill several of them but it protects himself Mm. um so yeah they go all the way back to the base (laughs) um one of the guys at this point goes down he's like has like a heart attack from the stress of all this (laughs) oh yeah um and yeah they so they uh put him they take him to the hospital while mccready's still like threatening to kill everybody else (laughs) Um, but it turns out this guy that had the heart attack was the thing. Yes. His, um, his, like, tummy opens up into a lovely little mouth. And, <laughs> Thank you for using that. <laughs> and, uh, beautiful bites, teeth. Yeah, beautiful teeth. Lovely. Well, well taken care of for inside of the stomach. Harder to brush those ones. <laughs> um, yeah, clamps down on the doctor's hands who was using the defibrillator on Yeah. Oh. Um, really rough. So they both transform into the thing, um. This guy's head uh, just, like, decides to make a break for it. Yeah. As as the body gets burned by McCready. It stretches off. Yeah, and then, like, uses its, like, extendable tongue to, like, pull itself over and yeah. away from the fire. 
the thing is very resilient. Yeah, the head's getting out of the way as Pink Floyd's thing out of the way. And yeah. Wow. <laughs> I often think about those kind of spider legs, though. Like, sometimes yeah. when I'm real lazy, I wish I had my little, like, my spine could just grow some spider legs. Oh. And, like, scuttle me around. Well, have I got the treatment for you? Oh. <laughs> just take 10 cc's of the thing. Of the thing. And you'll be able to basically have any form that you want, you know? Like, what would you thingify yourself to have? I don't know. Anything anything I want, really. Yeah. Like you can any organic uh thing that it's come in contact with it can transform into, right? Yeah. Other otherwise it's just like a an abomination. Um I don't know. I like the little uh extendy eye stalks that this gets. Yeah. The little periscope eyes. Maybe with a bird. You could fly. Yeah, that would be useful. Yeah. Oh man. Fish. You might be able to underwater. Lucky there aren't like heaps of uh <laughs> like flying birds around this Antarctic base, because that would have been really bad. This oh, thing would yeah. have gotten out of there real quick. Um Oh, what if it became like slightly penguinish, like it's been hanging out with some penguins? <laughs> and then it makes its way to New Zealand and it's no. all over. Yeah. It marches. <laughs> March of the penguins was a cautionary tale, <laughs> is what we can what we've learned here. Mm. I feel bad, Maddie, that we've like hyped you up as a guest, but you kind of didn't want to be, and you're just politely sitting. But it sounds like we're just two bros really speaking over you. I mean, it's, I'm, at, I'm learning a lot about the two of you. Yeah. You. It sounds as if you're actually quite squirmish. Yeah. Around these sorts of things. I think around yeah the thing, I can be a bit squirmish. Oh, yeah. You know what? I wouldn't have picked it. Really? How do you deal with? When Nick, last time you were hung out with the thing, how did you deal? <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed the film, and I enjoyed kind of watching everything I just thought it was hmm, I feel like I'm gonna make you squeamish <laughs> uh, please use kind lovely adjectives Look. I just I, you know just, no, it's just good to know yeah and uh, James clearly enjoyed the film we pride ourselves on being an educational podcast but are yeah. you also like do you enjoy films like not this, usually like the Saw films oh god no yeah no no and I wouldn't say that this film is on that same level it's not really like torture for the sake of it it's just mm. like horrible things are happening i feel like all the like crazy stuff is sort of justified in this movie yeah. and it's more of like an alien story yeah. than like a full-blown horror movie yeah so yeah i equate it more with like something like alien which i also love so yeah but yeah i i, I usually am very squeamish but again i think it's the the practical effects are so outlandish that i can't even hmm. like it doesn't even register to me as like human anatomy anymore yeah. <laughs> a yeah, lot of the side, time side note i think i really enjoyed the cool that the, the man on to take any autopsies mm. conducted whilst opening up <laughs> these bad boys yeah like he seemed fu- he didn't it was questions. Yeah, very chill he was just like right getting on with it yeah. yeah well that's like a lot of doctors are like that as well like um surgeons and stuff get very like accustomed to blood and gore and stuff because that's just their day job right especially, so it was probably like especially when there's three heads yeah well <laughs> this would have been a little bit weird for him but he'd probably be like fine with like the gore bit of it i guess <laughs> but yeah it's like this sure is a dog inside of a man's body but <laughs> okay <laughs> strange things yeah, yeah sometimes that happens <laughs> very uncommon but you know. do you think stranger things is called stranger things because it's like you know it's taking the 80s kind of aesthetic and updating it so it's like it's the thing but stranger it's a direct sequel to the thing oh. i, I kind of love that i don't think that's true but i, I like that theory oh. if, it, it, if it's revealed like freaking um uh uh mccready just shows up yeah. in like season four that would be incredible oh yeah um, yeah. Okay. Hiding on. I, I don't think he's gonna be... Maybe not. ...really making it from, um, Antarctica to... No. Uh, not not at the end of this film. No. no. It's not looking good. Um, yeah, so the the little, little head turns into a wee spider and tries to get away, but it also gets, uh, torched. Yeah. Which, thank goodness. So that's one less thing to worry about. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yeah, uh, so again, we're back in the, like, rec room that's been, like, transformed now to this, like, testing facility, and, um, uh, they're all arguing about, like, McCready's, uh, gonna conduct, like, a test about, um, uh, lighting the blood on fire. He would, like, take blood samples, and then because the, he has a theory that since the, the thing will, has such a strong survival instinct mm. that it will try and get away from they'll be able to test it by trying to attack the the cells yeah so there'll be a reaction when he tries to do that um tries to attack it uh the uh little kennel guy is not on board with him being in charge and like 
feigns that he is fine with it. He like sneaks over and is like, maybe we should trust him. Like it should, it will work out fine. Charles is not stoked with it. Yeah. Um, but it's all a ruse to try and stab him. And McCready shoots him dead. Yeah, just straight up murders him. Yep. And he's not even a thing. No, like, yeah. They, um, they do the test later and it turns out he's just a human who, yeah. like, didn't trust McCready. Like, in his defense, McCready had the whole ripped jacket thing, so... Yeah, absolutely. We can't trust him either, you know? Yeah. Um, the, I would say that this band has started playing different tunes. <laughs> Very true. It's a real us and them situation. Yeah. <laughs> we want to keep using in fact i'd say getting a thing assimilating your cells is a form of brain damage whoa that's what's playing now um <laughs> they've got uh yeah they've got to figure out uh who's who with the with the blood testing which one's which who is who yeah um, oh thank you uh yes uh so yeah they start testing blood uh they offer up the samples to him by like cutting their little thumbs which is just honestly that's like the worst mm. the most the squeamish most part for the movie way yeah actually draw blood oh yeah absolutely it's gross and you know that's gonna hurt for the next two weeks yeah oh. idiots <laughs> <laughs> fools all um yeah so they grab the blood and then they start testing them windows is safe um they test him first and so he goes up to watch everyone else um to make sure nobody moves uh mccready tests his own blood next and he's safe He's yeah. a human. Um, they test the two guys that uh, are dead, and both of them were human, yeah. which is pretty rough. So they got killed by accident, effectively. Um, uh-huh. uh, but then they go to test Palmer, who is a baddie and transforms. That he is one of the things, at least. Yeah. Um, and he's still tied to the couch that the rest of the guys are on, <laughs> yeah. like mid transformation. Oh, yeah, mm. it's pretty bad. Um, uh, manages to, like, break through the thing tying it down there the, yeah. the ropes and stuff um and gets up and like attacks and kills windows as well yeah um i don't want to describe that one this too <laughs> i've got um because his face kind of turns into a real demon grin uh when the little laugh plays in pink blood mm. and this is the first time i've taken notes on my phone and i tried to write explodes and i've written wix which i think really sums up what happens yeah with that thing. that's like an onomatopoeia that's yeah. like exactly what it sounds like exactly. dang oh man yeah pretty gross anyway uh yeah mccready torches this one and it's all good yeah. moving on and they just go back to testing like yeah. like, like nothing there's like a burnt thing in the room i guess they are scientists and they proved their method works yeah quite clearly yeah is there, uh, before this, this is a really cool shot of the blood hitting the floor and then traveling towards where palmer is sitting as well yeah. which i really love how do you reckon they did that would that have just been like a series of tilted floor i or guess like, so yeah magnetized i think liquid i think they would have had like yeah maybe magnetized liquid that would be a cool way i think yeah the I, how i would have done it would have like a, a big enough surface that could be the floor and attach, and the, attach the camera to it yeah and, and then, then it kind of tilts around yeah yeah that's so it looks like the floor's not moving and have uniform light as well so that there, it was doesn't... A, there were a few shots and like scenes where they clearly would have done had to have done some kind of tilted action mm. when the, you know yeah, it's that zombie yeah, yeah. thing, of, you know, possessed mm. human suddenly rising to the ceiling. <laughs> you know, as That's you do. not natural. No, <laughs> not typical. Uh, you can't train for that one. They didn't get like an Olympic high jumper. So <laughs> <southern>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably using ropes and stuff for that. I'd hope. I'd hope. Mm. But yeah, uh, not just real things that mm. they have on hand. Um, yeah. So yeah, they just go back to testing. Um, and it's uh they just keep going this is where the album ends for the second time we're going yeah. to play through two um they test uh childs and then gary uh, gary's the like the ex-leader guy yeah um with the frozen eyebrows yeah yeah his eyebrows yeah his eyebrows are like stark white in comparison to the rest of his hair the real which... elsa of antarctica <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he's telling everyone to let it go but they won't listen um <laughs> Yeah, he, he, and they're both safe. It seems like everyone else is all good. Mm. Uh, except the only loose end is old uh, Blair, Wilford Brimley, out in the out in the shack. Yeah. He's the only one left to be tested, and so they've got to go and check on him, and so they do that, but the door's wide open. Oh. And 
he's escaped by like a little secret tunnel yeah. underneath the shack. Trying to cover his tracks. Yeah, um, and he's been building his wee spaceship down there yeah. <laughs> out of helicopter parts. He's very good at building spaceships. <laughs> yeah, so he's only been out here like maybe like a day and a half yeah. tops, and he's built like half a spaceship. <laughs> Which is pretty crazy. Nah, I can't even choose a good font in a day. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> My spaceship wouldn't have got past its cool little sticker that I'm going to put on it. Maybe with the assistance of a, of a thing helping uh, you out, you'd get the drive to get the work done, you know? Gives you some more spring in your step, yeah. that's for sure. That's why you always see people in corporate parties doing thing. Yeah. <laughs> doing thing. <laughs> yeah, all those all those go-getters what out there. What do you think Limitless was about? <gasps> oh, things! Yeah. It was just the thing. The thing in pill form. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Maybe we should do Limitless next. That'd be great. Okay, oh, um, we're, good. we're nearly there. We've got to get through this. Uh, he, yeah, so they, they go out there to, like, check on the spaceship but on the way back the power is uh goes out in the base again yeah and so that shows that uh wolf brimley blair is in the base somewhere and they're like ah shit because <laughs> they're all outside and they can't get back in yeah um, and they're in an antarctic and we'll freeze yeah it's not good uh, so mccready decides that he's like okay none of us are making it out of this we need to like start destroying everything yeah. so that not like if, if we don't survive it doesn't survive yeah um so yeah let's blow everything up is the plan uh so it gets some like dynamite and starts like distributing it around the different parts of the base they blow up all the little like offshoots first yeah the, like the shack and uh, mccready's little house thing as well as little watchtower thing they all get blown up and then they're blowing up different parts of the base as well. They burst their way in with like the uh, like a forklift kind of thing, um, and then yeah, start blowing things up. Uh, yeah, uh, the on the run explosion does align. Uh, yes. Crackdown does align with an explosion, which is nice. Uh, always good when that happens. Again, a lot of explosions going off. Yeah, <laughs> the odds of it timing up or something. But we'll, yeah. we'll take it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, the the power generator itself, unfortunately, has been blocked off by, like, a small fire mm. and is also destroyed. So they're screwed. They're, yeah. They can't get the power back on, and so everyone is guaranteed dead, like, at this point yeah. in the film. Um, yeah, so they're like, okay, the plan is that they just blow everything up with dynamite, like, whatever. Um, but uh, down here, they're down in, like, the tunnels that... I guess we're under here the whole time. Yeah. Not fully explained why there's like subterranean tunnels. Like, Maybe he does. I feel very like, yeah, I mean, that wouldn't have just been sitting around there. Yeah. Yeah. He'd like made all this in like a short amount of time though. Pretty impressive. From Unless... like bits of helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> Unless has he been a thing for a while? Oh, maybe. That's a cool theory. And then a new thing has shown up in the form of the dog. Ooh. Mm. Oh, but then we've seen him alone. Yeah. On camera. Kind of been... Yeah. yeah. That's always... Every shapeshifter movie, that's your rule, is like, you, any character you've seen alone. So we see McCready alone. Yeah. You know he can't be the He thing. can't be the thing, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he shows up. <laughs> this is a brief handshake. Thing, <laughs> um, uh, he shows up and... A, Finds Gary and assimilates him, like shoves his hand into his face. Yes. Pretty gross. Uh, um, mm, old, that puppy. Yeah. Uh, digging away is sung by Pink Floyd. Yeah. As he digs away into his <laughs> face. <laughs> Grizzly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, Noel's also spots something and wanders off. Uh, like he see he sees the thing, like yeah. wanders off to try and stop it, I guess. But also he just disappears from the film. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, potentially could have gotten away, but unlikely. No. Uh, because then uh, tentacles erupt from the floor, Gary. Yes. Uh, in a terrifying manner. The very comedic one, like, shoots out and grabs the little plunger that they were going to use to blow <laughs> yeah. the base up with. It's like mine now. Yeah. <laughs> Pulls it back into its little tunnel. Um, uh, and then the thing itself erupts from the floor as well. And is, like, half human, half dog from before. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and it's most, like, glorious, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> most established form it's killed a lot of people um and then yeah mccready says yeah fuck you too and he blows <laughs> up the whole base he like throws a stick of dynamite into like some barrels i think yeah and, they've got a lot of oily barrels yeah somehow survives this yeah. um yeah it, presumably the thing dies um, and then in the wreckage she's like wandering around finds like a little place to rest and mm. then childs walks up who we, who we haven't seen in a while as well yeah and so 
it's pretty much guaranteed that one of them is the thing, mm. but they don't know which. They can't, like, possibly, like, tell which is which, so they're just like, ah. Uh, Alright. Oh, well. yeah. oh, well. They're both dead anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, so they're just gonna sit there, um, and chill for yeah. a little bit. At this great gig starts up as they're like, and, uh, that has the line, I'm not frightened of dying, mm-hmm. that whole little ad-lib, as they've, they've resigned themselves to death here. Yeah. And then, yeah, they share a wee bottle of whiskey. Ah, oh, even then, things like whiskey. Yeah. They're just like, I taste nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm, human thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, credits. That's it, baby. Yeah. That's the thing. It's a horrific tale. Oh, yeah. How did you, how did you fear throughout? How, how did I fear? Yes. I felt some fear no. of things. Oh. Um, but golly, what a film. Yeah, what did you think? How did it sink? <sighs> Later. Th- okay. I was real worried that we'd, I don't know, it wasn't us, we were in some sort of rut, we'd been, you know, down in the threes and the twos for ages, but... Oh, yeah. Much like a thing's tentacle emerging through the <laughs> Bursting snow. from the floor, yeah. yeah. I think, I think we've got like an eight on our... Whoa! Warped alien hands. Okay, yeah. How do you feel? I'm ready to scream out in the snow about that one, I like that. Yeah, yeah that's really good. I'll, I'm, I'm happy with eight, you happy with eight, Maddie? Heck yeah. Alright. Alright. Oh, emphatic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty conclusive. Oh um, my gosh. Sweet. All that's left to do, Gareth, you tell me what we're doing next. Do you oh. know? Do you have a plan? Had you decided? It... I had decided, but you've mentioned Limitless, and I'm like, hmm. Oh, maybe. Because like, if anyone's on the Limitless pills, it's the members of Pink Floyd. But <laughs> That's true. We've also, like, we've established a pattern, is my first kind of thing I'm going to have to point out. Mm. Um, and also, like, we've had a good time, like, we've been brought back from fear. Fear is what has brought us back to the higher numbers. Oh. So I'm like, what do rock stars fear, you know? <laughs> we've got a, what, what would Pink Floyd fear? And I was like, what do rock stars fear? And I was like, hmm. So I switched on the Rock FM and I was like, show me what you fear. And they said, teenagers scare the living shit out of me. Oh. On this one popular rock song. Oh, yeah. And I was like, who are the scariest teenagers? I like this back and forth that you're having with a radio <laughs> in this scenario. <laughs> like a real life is like Son of Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I took off my tinfoil hat and I was mm-hmm. like, enter me radio waves. Wow. Um... Teenagers scared. Yeah. Shit, I mean. yep. what, who's the scariest teenagers, especially to rich old rock stars? Mm. And the scariest teenagers are the bling ring teenagers. <gasps> oh shit! Yeah. So we've had the sting. We've had the thing. Let's get to the bling ring. Oh, amazing! <laughs> yeah. Keeping it going. Oh. All right. I'm happy with that. We'll lock that one that. in. Yeah. For next next week. A little bit of Sofia Coppola. Yeah. yeah. For ages, the only Sofia Coppola movie I'd seen. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Yeah. What a vast variety. Yeah. And what a betrayal it. of my Bill Murray standship. Yeah. That I haven't seen Lost in Translation. That's okay. Oh, you, 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 you haven't seen it? I've seen it now. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love the bone ring. I think it's, you know. Yeah, it's a good when one. When you don't get to see Emma Watson and Hermione, it's always a treat. It is, like, Yeah. As That's a true. weird, weird, psychotic American teenager. Yeah. yeah. Into it. Yeah. I, I mean, I won't be there, but I'll be rooting for you. Aww. <laughs> The fun thing about us is we hang out outside of the show. <laughs> the fun thing about the three of us is we're yeah. friends. Whereas, uh, yeah, Gareth and my relationship is strictly business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we, we sometimes, like, uh, Discord chat each other for the show and don't and even catch don't talk. up. Yeah, we just, it's just recording and then, oh, I've actually got to go. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got, must eat my dinner. Yeah, how anyway. Long, how long have you guys known each other now? Oh, a long time. Yeah, or oh, 13 years. Possib- some would say too long. <laughs> and that we have a weird podcast together. Yeah. This isn't a just meet you kind of podcast idea. Yeah. Everyone's already turned off the podcast, but we better do the sign off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Um, well, live from James's house, yeah. looking at a cat, I've been Gareth Blacklow. I've been James Barron. And until next time, we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon. We finally made eye contact. (laughs) We hadn't made eye contact in all episode. Oh, no.